Welcome to Two Cents Worth. I am your host, Ryan DeFaber. Before we get started, please do me a favor. For those of you who enjoy the show, please go to iTunes, Spotify, all the major platforms, like the podcast, leave a review. That helps us get out to more viewers and listeners. It's extremely helpful. Go on the YouTube, Two Cents Worth podcast on YouTube. You can listen to it there as well. And uh Leave a comment, like it, all of that is extremely helpful for us here at Two Cents Worth. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Two Cents Worth. I'm your host, Ryan DeFavor. Today, uh, it might not be a well-kept secret if you follow me on social media, but a few episodes ago, I talked about you know some tips and tricks in uh, regards of buying a car and navigating that nowadays. Um, and those tips and tricks that I talked about, I think were very useful for used cars, used trucks, used SUVs, whatever, vans, SUVs. SUVs, uh, but what I ended up doing was going out and getting myself a brand new truck. Yes, I I did it. I did it. I have finally moved on from what I like to call the dad mobile, the Honda Pilot, and I am now officially, for the first time in my life, a truck owner. Now, I've driven a truck before. My previous uh, professional career Back uh, 13, 14 years ago now, I, uh, I worked for a construction company, drove a truck for them, or they gave me a company truck to drive, but uh, have never owned one myself, so uh, I'm pretty pumped. Uh, let's, let's be honest here. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm going to tell you about the experience of that I went through of buying this and purchasing this truck, and, um, you know... Most people's perceptions of buying a car, truck, whatever you want to say, is uh, negative because car dealerships, let's be honest, they're a necessary evil, but it can be a nightmare. Uh, You can spend hours upon hours inside of a dealership going in, thinking you have a certain price locked in and leaving and you're paying more and you're like, what just happened? Um, What did I agree upon? What is actually included? What is going on? Thankfully, my experience was not that way. It goes to the old adage of it's all a matter of who you know. Not what you know, who you know. And uh, thankfully for me, I knew a sales manager at a car dealership, and the process literally never required me to get on the phone with anybody, never required me to go to the dealership. Um, Pretty... Pretty impressed with the service level that I got, as well as um, just the ease of buying. So, what is it? What did I get? I got the brand new 2024 Toyota Tundra. I got the SR5 model, which is 
So they have an SR model, then they have an SR5 model, then a Limited, then a 1794, and then maybe Platinum too. I think those are all their trims. But I got the SR5 package, or sorry, truck, with the XP package. So the grill is blacked out. I have the TRD rims. The Tundra on the back is blacked out. Anywhere where it says Toyota or Tundra is all, it's black. And um, leather seats inside. It is uh, the Predator step. So in, instead of a full step rail, it's just a step for each door. And it is steel and it's got the holes in it for grip and everything. Let me tell you something. Uh, I curse a lot on here. This is just how I talk. This thing's fucking awesome. Um, everyone that has seen it, either via social media or in my uh, in my neighborhood and come by or wherever I've been has all been like that thing's sick um Pete who is a truck owner himself and has been a truck owner for a long time was like this thing's sick dude my good friend in the neighborhood two good friends in the neighborhood uh one is a tundra owner currently one used to own a truck and after seeing my truck and I let him drive it around, he was like, man, I, I kind of want a truck again. Um, it's that cool. And let me tell you something. Um, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles that you can get with the Tundras. Like I said, you can all go more trims up, but this thing has exactly what I need, exactly what I was looking for. And I'll go through that process here in a minute. But um, I'm just... I'm so grateful to be able to have the truck and to be able to afford the truck, obviously. And I traded in the pilot for it and I owned the pilot. So, you know, I was able to use that entire trade in amount back towards the truck, which was extremely helpful in these times where interest rates are expensive or high. Everything's expensive. It, it, it is what we're able to do within our budget. Like I talked about, um, on previous episodes and, uh, it, it's pretty sweet. I'm 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 so I'm so happy to have it. Um, and my kids love it. The, the youngest Harrison is like every night after dinner. Dad, can we take it for a ride? You know, he gets off the school bus and he's looking at it. And he's always he's seven. And he he told me yesterday he's like I just always wanted a truck, and now we have one. And I'm like, and in nine years and ten years. When you're driving Harrison, more than likely it'll probably be yours, right? Because um, at that point in time, Nolan will be off to college. Harrison will be getting his driver's license, and that's where we're going to be at and probably go and get myself another truck. Um, but that's the plan, right, is to keep this thing. It's a Toyota. It's going to run forever. It has exactly what I need, nothing more, nothing less. And um, it's just – it's also cool to know, like, that – other people see it and they're like, that's a really nice truck. Um, again, I've always had the economical cars ever since I got my license. Honda Accord, then a Honda Civic, then a Hyundai Sonata, then uh, an Accord, and then a Pilot, and then another Pilot. And like, that's just what I've always had. I've always had like the what makes sense car. And not that the truck doesn't make sense because now I can go and do things that I've been having like delivered to the house. Like for instance, it's that time of year. Now we've gone through the summer. We're heading towards the end of fall. Some of the yard does need to be spruced up a little bit as we head into spring. 
I'm now going to be able to go and fill that truck with the mulch that I need to do, you know, what is needed in the yard. And before I was having it delivered because I couldn't fit it all on the pilot or I didn't want all that inside of the pilot. And then all of a sudden my pilot smells like mulch. Like I took very good care of the pilot. I always take care of these things. Like there to me is I never get attached to a car, but I always make sure that I take care of it. It's always clean inside make sure the kids understand that because again, it is, it's ours. I'm not one to trash it and, you know, in the inside or outside. Um, so, you know, I didn't want to put mulch and everything else in the back, but again, like able to now do that, um, the kids sports equipment, everything else, you know, my gym bags, if I, if it stinks or whatever, you know, you can always put that in the bed of the truck and I got a bed cover for it. So it'll keep luggage and anything else. If we go on trips, clean loading up my golf clubs this week was pretty awesome to be able to just put it back there and not like maneuver it to where it fits in the back perfectly. And, and in the pilot, which we, you know, never really had an issue with, but again, just more space in there and everything else. So really cool. Um, Super excited about it, and this thing's got some power. It's got three modes. It's got eco, normal, and sport, and uh, me and my buddy, we put it into sport the other night. That thing will go. That engine is powerful, and uh, it was... It's it's fun. It it's gonna be my you know my parents are like it's your new toy. It's certainly my new toy. I, I'll tell you though, in the entire family, I've already mentioned it. The entire family, the most excited person is Harrison. That kid, if he could, would sleep in that thing overnight. Like he is so geeked out about this thing, um, which again is pretty awesome. But uh, it, it feels pretty good to to have people walking by be like, nice truck. Oh, it looks great. Look at that. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like I finally have something that's cool. You know, I'm going to be 40 next year and I finally have something that's cool. So really excited about it. Excuse me. Um, so let's get into how it all went down. So, you know, we're, we've been in talks of, you know, it, we're, both of our myself and my wife's vehicles were heading towards a hundred thousand miles which i had a pilot she has a toyota that's not a lot of miles for the car but then it comes into a play of are we heading towards a point to where our maintenance and cost of maintenance for the car is going to be almost equal of what a car payment would be for the next five five years five six years and uh so I said, you know what, let me do some research. Let me see what interest rates look like right now. Let me see what inventory is out there. We're at the end of the year. At the end of the year, as you all know, if you're aware of car dealerships, they are looking to get rid of their inventory that they have because they're uh, they're loading up for inventory for the new year. As well as if you have a good trade-in, they want your trade-in because used cars are going for a lot and interest rates are a lot. So it's, it's a win-win, right? So... Uh, started doing some research initially, if you remember from a few episodes ago, I was talking about, you know, what I was narrowing it down to. And really I was kind of set on a GMC Sierra AT4. I was like, that's the truck. That's what I want when I get one used, new, whatever. So I go on some GMC sites and I look and I'm like, man, it's a little out of my price range. It's going to be more than what I want to spend. It's going to be more than what we would have budgeted. I would really have to scale back certain areas of spending where, 
does it really make sense to when I have a pilot that's absolutely fine? Our cars are both fine. Uh, so then I'm looking elsewhere and I'm like, you know what? I forgot. Guy I went to high school with, went to college with. I'm like, he works at a dealership. So reach out to him and, you know, he's the sales manager at this dealership, the Toyota dealership that I got the truck from. And I'm like, hey, look, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a truck. I want it to have leather. I want it to have um, four by four. I don't want to pay more than this. I'm willing to trade in this. Can you make that happen? Doesn't need to be today. It can be months from now, whatever. New or used, a, a, a truck, right? And so that's how it initially started. And it literally was, and just like any good car car salesman, you know, the response time was quick, um, all via email. Again, so for me, my suggestion would be, if you have a relationship with a friend or somebody your relative might know or your neighbor knows someone from a car dealership, utilize that relationship. I'm not saying that you're not going to get the same type of service from somebody else, from anybody that if you just walked into the dealership, hopefully you do, but it's always good to know somebody. And in this instance, I've known this person since I was 16 years old. So, you know, I'm going to trust that they are going to have my best interest in in hand as well as I'm coming to them and bringing them business and you know from a professional and a personal perspective I feel more comfortable knowing that I'm not going to be taken advantage of um, so starts with an email literally turns into then a next email of a proposal for a brand new truck and a video of the truck, and I, and he, he basically was like, "Is this uh, is this what you're looking for?" And I watched the video, and I'm like, "That's exactly like nailed it immediately." I'm like, "That's exactly what I'm looking for." So then I go on their site, check out the truck also to make sure like it's what I am needing, all the specs and everything else and details, and then also just to make sure I do my due diligence, I look at their used car inventory, and I'm like, "Hey, at the same time, do a proposal for this Tundra." It's a couple years old. It's got less than 20,000 miles on it. But, you know, here, can you do a proposal for that? Right. So we go through that. Initially, it was through Toyota financing. And um, thankfully, you know, right now with interest rates being high, if you work at a financial institution like my wife does, she works at a big bank, um, they actually give their employees a pretty good uh, benefit and discount on interest rates. So we got an interest rate almost two points lower than what Toyota was offering. And it was like, well, all right, now run it with this on both proposals. And this kind of went on for, I mean, let's say four days, right? Like probably it was four days. And I was like, yes, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a little more down as well with my trade. So trade in the pilot, add that to it, that interest rate, that truck. What are we looking at? Done. No, no, no other negotiations. Can we do what I have asked in this initial email of my payment being this or less, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, my payment is $100 less than what I initially asked him for. Um, there was no back and forth negotiation to where it was, okay, you agreed upon this, but then when you when the paperwork is finalized, it's actually now all these other things are added in. None of that. It was final price, boom, done. So it then turned into, well, hey, when can you come in? Well, last weekend, Lindsay and I went on um, 
a couple day vacation. I'm like, well, we can't come in this weekend. The earliest time we could come in would be next weekend. Now, I'm going to put this in as a disclaimer. Not all dealerships are going to do this. I have seen dealerships when I've looked at like Auto Trader in the past and et cetera, they are more willing to now come to you if that is an option they offer. Not all dealerships do that, but now with companies like Vroom and Carvana to where they literally will deliver your car or whatever to you after purchase, dealerships obviously want to you know be able to compete in that type of market. Well, it was, how about this? This was my this was his response to me. Hey, how about this? When are you and your wife going to be home together? And I was like, Monday when we get back from vacation, both of us can work from home. He's like, I'll bring the truck to you. Paperwork will be done. I'll bring the truck to you. All you have to do is sign the paperwork and we'll drive the pilot off back to our dealership. I'm like, okay. So again, still in my mind that morning, I'm like, I'm getting emails from him and them, you know, making sure I, I have everything together. And then I get a call from the seller, um, the salesman, who is different than, than my friend, the sales manager. Obviously, he puts it to, you know, one of the sales reps. Hey, we're finishing up detailing. I'm heading over to you. I'll put a full tank of gas in this thing and we'll get there. So he gets here and I'm still expecting like, okay, you know, there's got to be some type of catch here. No catch. Literally, paperwork was all done, printed out. Everything that I needed to sign was marked. There was no hidden costs, nothing. I literally provided him my title of my car. I provided him the paperwork for the loan. I gave him the check for what we were also going to put down. I signed certain things. I gave him the two keys to the pilot. The paperwork took less than 10 minutes to sign, including conversation and him explaining what we were signing walked outside we walked around the truck he showed me all the features he took the keys to the pilot drove it off and that was it and the whole transaction all in all from him getting to my house to leaving was about an hour not four to five hours in the dealership kind of going back and forth your sales rep leaves for a while you don't know what's going on they come back they got some different paperwork with different costs on it none of that it was literally that easy. We know that they've cashed our check because we've seen that. The application's all done. I've been driving the truck. My insurance is updated. Another thing that's great, if you have Sirius XM, when they register the truck, which they did that weekend, I got an email from Sirius saying, hey, congratulations on your Tundra. Do you want to transfer your service? And then that was as easy as possible, too. You literally go into Sirius, you type in your information, you select the vehicle that you currently have service with, and it just literally trans transfers over. So when I got into the Tundra to drive it for the first time, my Sirius subscription was updated and done and set up already. So I didn't even need to worry about that. Reached out to my insurance guy. For North Carolina, you mail back your tag if you're not transferring it. I went to the DMV and the line was crazy. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Just to drop off, literally to just drop it off. So I mail it. I pay, I'll pay that $3 or whatever it fee wa it was to mail the license plate back. I took care of that. And um, let me see if there's anything else on my list that I did. I, I believe that was it. I think it was, <laughs> I think, yeah. Serious insurance and tag. And that was it. And 
I'm now the owner of the truck. It was that simple. Again, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit here and say that my experience is going to be what your experience is. But again, it helps if you know someone and can trust someone. The car buying experience, just like the DMV or anything else or going to the dentist or whatever, you know, there's anxiety around it, right? This took out all the anxiety. And I even told Anthony that. I was like, dude, like this was the best car buying experience I've ever had. Even the last time that I bought my Pilot, I had a Pilot from the same dealership. And I I told him, I go, I am going to bring this back. And I want a brand new Pilot. I don't want to pay more than what I'm paying on this one now. Can you make that happen? Yep, no problem. Sales manager calls me. And I don't know the sales manager. He calls me. We're on a call late at night one night in the driveway. I remember the whole experience. And I'm like, yep, I feel good about it. All right, I'll come in tomorrow. I, I go into the dealership and it was still, I think, two and a half to three hours. Everything was supposed to be done. I was supposed to walk out of there paying the same amount. Well, guess what? I wasn't. I was paying a little more. I got stuck there for a couple hours and I got sucked into their little game. And that even to me, I was like, man, I don't even want to do that again. And so this experience was great. So I suggest if you have the opportunity, use someone that you know. Um try and just lay out exactly what you want. And if they're not able to make that happen, if you're not truly in a major crisis to get a car, you can wait. Cause I'll be honest with you, especially this time of year or around their big sales events, they want to push vehicles. So they're more than willing to work with you. If obviously the numbers make sense, you can't, you can't bankrupt them by any means. But again, it's like Vegas. They're always going to make sure they come out on top regardless but if you know that going in and you say, okay, as long if they're willing to work with me and negotiate and, and meet my terms, that means that they are still going to make it out on top at some point, whether it's through your trade-in, that they're then going to sell for more, so they might take a little hit on the new to get it back from a used purchase, whatever it might be. Um, do that make sure that you're laying out what you're looking for. Because if you just go in and say, hey, I'm, I'm looking for a truck, that could be a full day of you sitting in the dealership trying to trying to haggle and figure out everything. That's my suggestion to you. I bought the truck. I love the truck. The, the process was simple. It met my terms. Obviously, it's meeting their terms. They're happy with it or they wouldn't have gotten me the truck again and going back to driving the truck here i asked the sales guy i go so oh so you guys like do a lot of deliveries like this before he's like nope this is my first time ever doing this and i was like oh oh he's like he's like how long have you known this guy i'm like since i was 16 he's like all right makes a little more sense on why he was more willing to like bring this to you than have you come out because where he works versus my house it's probably a 35 40 minute drive 45 um depending on traffic and everything so you know I could have gone to other Toyota dealerships that are much closer to my house, but you know, I want to utilize somebody that I know and give them my business as well as, you know, they now have, um, a good reputation in my eyes. And now my neighbor up the street has already asked me for the sales manager's information because now they're looking to trade in one of their cars to get a minivan. And I'm like, so again, like now it's leading to hopefully more business for them because my, uh, experience with them was a positive one right so in in anything in life like if you have uh, a good experience you're more than willing to 
give people that information. Like when me and my neighbor, my buddy went on uh, the, I let him drive the truck and everything. He was like, he's like, man, I might, I, I want one now. Like, you know, jokingly, but kind of serious. And first thing we did after we got home, um, I pulled up the website of the Toyota dealership I use. And I was like, look, man, I'm like, here's what they have. Like, you know, and I go, you can reach out to my buddy. And so again, it's potentially going to produce more business for them, which is what they want. Right. So they're in the service industry. They get it. They made it simple. The salesman was awesome. Super nice, really friendly guy, you know, and all in all a great experience. I have to thank, thank them for that. Um, and uh, if you want their information and you're in the, the uh, on the lookout for a car, regardless of where you live in the country, I've seen him post that people have come from Washington State to buy cars from them and from elsewhere. And I do know that, obviously, dealerships, if, if you find a car that's somewhere else and it's within their network, they can deliver that car to that dealership and do that transaction and everything. He did tell me that. He's like, we do have drivers that drive the cars to other dealerships that people are looking to buy and all that stuff. Cause there, there's these massive networks that they have now. Um, but if you want that information, you can, uh, email me two cents worth podcast at gmail.com. You can hit me up on my social media. If you know me and you have my cell phone number, obviously you can text me, but that was my experience. I'm super excited about the Tundra. It's uh, really cool. The kids love it. Uh, Lindsay has already stated she will not be driving it. Uh, which is fine by me um, because I finally have something cool and fun to drive. I've never been somebody that likes to drive. It's just not my Ben is not, not been what I, I like. I don't like sitting and driving for hours, but this thing is so smooth. It's so fun to drive. It's got the bells and whistles that I need. I could see myself going on a, a road trip and enjoying the drive rather than kind of dreading the drive. Um, but, as always, that's my story. That's my two cents worth on a car buying experience that I just went through. I hope that yours is similar and not um, a terrible experience by any means. And if it is, don't ever do work with that dealership again. Um, my suggestion to you, and, and let them know. Let somebody like a sales manager or a general manager know of your experience. And they're in the service industry. They're there to be making sure that the customer is getting quality service. And if you're not, change or let them know that they need to, to change or or look at their internal processes. Um, as always, give the podcast some likes, share it, stars, likes, comments, all of those things help the algorithm, help the podcast get out to more that might need this advice. I'm your host, Ryan Faber. I hope you have a great great day. And if you see me driving around Charlotte in the tundra, it's okay to be jealous because I'd be jealous too because it's awesome. Love you guys. Bye.